Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beck Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, up-level your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Feminine Fire with Bet Cazillo. As always, super happy to be here with you, and I'm really excited for this episode today. Today, we're talking about gentle business and how to lead yourself as a spiritual business owner. Now, this is a conversation that I really believe we need to be having in our industry. In a day and age where flashy marketing, big income claims, and quantum leaps are everywhere you look, it can feel like you have to be continuously striving for bigger and more all of the time. And it can be really hard to sift through all of the bullshit, quite frankly, (laughs) and not feel overwhelmed and dysregulated by all the noise in the online space. Gentle business and embodied leadership is not about any of that. You're here in this business for the long term. You're here to create a legacy. You're here to have a lasting impact. So longevity and sustainability in business is where it's at. And today's guest is the perfect person to be having this conversation with. Amanda Hunter is an embodied feminine leadership coach who ditched the nine to five to follow her soul's purpose, where she gets to infuse pleasure and play with being of service. Blending the woo with science, Amanda supports soulful entrepreneurs in cultivating their inner authority to become the leader of themselves first and see their businesses expand as a result. She thrives on seeing women stepping into their power, playing bigger and taking up more space as they come to rise into their true essence. In this episode today, Amanda and I talk about this concept of gentle business and how to create an aligned business that is here for the long term. We talk about the role self-development and inner work plays in guiding your business growth and how to trust your inner authority and lead yourself as a spiritual business owner. We touch on embodied leadership, sustainability, intentionality, and more. This is such a juicy episode, and I can't wait for you to dive in. Hello, Amanda, and welcome to the Feminine Fire podcast. It's so great to have you here. It's so great to be on the show, Beck. Thank you so much for having me on. Can't wait to have this conversation. I know it's going to be super juicy. Yes. So today we're going to be talking all things gentle business. And I suppose I'd really love to start there. What does gentle business mean to you? It's such a good question because I think if we look at where the industry has been over the past couple of years, there's been such an oversaturation of really flashy marketing and loud and bold claims that's been very heavily income focused. And I know for me that that's personally been something earlier in my journey. It would be where my attention was drawn to. And so I thought, oh, these people are doing massive things. They're doing really big, bold things. They must be really successful in their business. But I don't feel that that's necessarily true. I feel that sometimes they make these claims and it may be a one-off thing, 
but is not necessarily going to lead to that long-term sustainable business. And for me personally, that just doesn't feel good in my nervous system. It's something that I want to make sure that I have built a business that is going to last for the future. And it's something that I want to make sure that my clients are really nurtured in as well. And so I feel like there's this shift away from the hustle culture. I mean, it's certainly still there, but it's certainly something that I am starting to see a shift in the industry. It's becoming much more feminine. It's becoming much more soft, but without just being sort of too flowy or being uncontained, I suppose is the the answer to that. So it's about focusing on my clients. It's about seeing them as individuals and as humans. They're not just a number in this mass program. It's about really caring for them as individuals because I'm a human, I'd like to be treated this way. And so it's about making sure that my clients feel that too. And so it's really about doing business, how I'd like to be on the receiving end. It just feels good, it feels natural, and it's something there for the long term. I love so many things that you've just shared there. That sustainability piece is a really big piece that I speak to my clients about all the time. And, you know, you kind of picked up there on, you know, some of those real like flashy marketing tactics around, you know, income-based marketing and, you know, I think celebrating all your wins, talking about money. I'm so here for all of that. But I do agree with you that there is an oversaturation of that at the moment. And that's not necessarily what you want to be making investment decisions around in your business, right? (laughs) You know, you want to be making investment decisions around, you know, do you have shared values? What are some of the experiences that other clients have had with that particular coach? Those kinds of decisions that are going to result in a much more aligned relationship rather than, you know, those really big flashy things. So gentle business such a beautiful nourishing. You also use the word nurturing, which I love. It's almost like how can business be nurturing to us as business owners as well? Do you agree? Yes, definitely. And that's been one of my values that I've had to really come back to when it is growing my business. It's about business gets to be fun. And if it's not fun, if it's not pleasure filled, and I don't just get to have joy in everything that I do. I mean, obviously, there's some things that we don't necessarily want to do that are involved that we need to build our business hey, we can outsource them if we really want to. But if our business isn't fun, then why are we doing it? And if we're feeling these things, our clients are feeling these things too. And so that comes back to that sustainability piece. You might be able to win a client today, but if they're not feeling heard, they're not feeling seen, they're not feeling nurtured, they're not going to come back. You're going to alienate those clients and you're not going to have that continuity in your business. It's going to be here today, gone tomorrow. Just thinking about those flashy sort of marketing claims, I kind of feel like it's the next iteration of bro marketing in a sense. We've gone away from that manipulative marketing to, well, this is still kind of manipulative in a way, but it's just the next iteration of where things are moving. And it's not something that I personally stand for. It's not something that feels good to me. And I know if it's not feeling good to me, it's not feeling good for a lot of others out there. So I'm all for gentle business. Come on, let's show them the way. Let's yeah, that's that's what leadership is all about. It's about creating that shift that we want to see in the industry. So let's make it happen. Yeah, embodying that change, which is so, so powerful. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about that longevity and that sustainability, which I know in the industry you hear lots about quantum leap your business and here's this big growth. You know, it might be a little less sexy to talk about sustainability, <laughs> right? But I'd love to talk about how you might create an aligned business that is here for the long term. 
Quantum leaps are great, but what you're seeing as a quantum leap actually has a lot of work going on behind it. I mean, there might be some people who do seemingly quantum leap overnight, but if you look behind the scenes and what's actually going on in their business, most of them, I'm not going to say all, but most of them are actually putting in a lot of that inner work. And so to create that aligned business for the long term, it's it's really about doing things in a slower, sustainable way. Again, it may seem like it's someone is having really fast months, really big income months. And yes, some people are, but that may lead to burnout as well. And what we're often seeing, and you've probably noticed this as well, is that people talk about these huge cash months. But what does that actually translate to? Is that just bringing on, say, a couple of paying-for clients? Or is that overloading yourself with uh, one-on-one clients? What kind of business model are you actually creating behind this? Is this something that is going to allow you to have that nurturing, sustainable growth? Or is this something that's going to bring in the big dollars now, but then lead you to crash and burn later on? So it comes down to thinking about like, what are your values? What do you actually desire? And if what are your values is freedom, having 40 or 50 one-on-one clients, and I know that seems excessive, but if you're, if you're aiming for that just to bring in big income months, that is not sustainable. That is not going to give you the freedom that you desire. So you're going to get to the, the end of a year or whatever it may be, and you're going to be going, I don't enjoy this anymore. This comes back to that joy piece that we need to enjoy what we're doing. Business is about fun for us, for our clients, for everyone. It's If it's not in line with your values, then I think you need to sit down, sit with it and maybe look at where those adjustments could sort of come. One of the things that I've really been focusing on lately is also this idea of creating a legacy. So it's not just a short-term vision. It's about that long-term vision, whether that's creating a brand or something that can go beyond me. What that is, I don't know at the moment, but it's about thinking in the longer term. It's not just what's working now because we are in such a time of change. I mean, there's trends, fad, everything is changing all the time. And if we don't sort of sit and go within and do what is good for us and right for us, we're going to get caught up in it all. We're going to get burnt out. We're going to be jumping from one thing to the next. And when you were chopping and changing constantly, you don't actually have that time to grow. You don't have that time to really embody what it is that you're teaching. You're not going to have that time for mastery of what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be sitting here scratching your head a year or two from now thinking, where did I go wrong? So it really is about that that long-term vision and alignment to your values. It's doing that zoom out of what are those values? Why did I start this business in the first place? You know, like, what am I here to do? What's the impact that I want to have? How can I best do that? How is it going to work best for me? Looking at it from all sides before then zooming in on the, okay, well, this is the strategy that's then going to be the thing that I want to focus on. I think what we tend to do is go, let's just start. Let's just get right into it and start creating content or start looking at doing A, B, C, D, E, F. The to-do list gets huge. And before we know it, we're doing lots of things, but not necessarily moving the needle forward either. And we get so close to our own work as well. And this is a conversation I had with my my um, coach recently. I said, it's that old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees because you are so focused in on the details that you haven't had that time to zoom out, see the full picture and go, is this right? Does it need to change? What do we need to adapt before going back in and then sort of working on that to-do list to continue sort of growing your business. It's almost like making sure that the actions are aligned with the vision, the actions are aligned with the values rather than starting with the actions and then working out the vision or the values later. You need to start with the big picture. 
So I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, you kind of touched on before those quantum leaps are often sitting behind that is some of that inner work that people are doing. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, what role self-development and inner work plays in guiding your business growth, your business evolution. Yeah, there are so many different facets to this. And one that came up for me quite a bit was this idea of congruence. So if we're not walking our talk, if we're telling our clients to do one thing and we're doing something different, it automatically creates this sort of misalignment internally, like energetically, we just feel off and it's going to cause our business to stagnate when we do that. So through doing our own inner work, and particularly if we're a spiritual entrepreneur, which I know a lot of your listeners are, then this is a big part of our business. So if we're not doing this, then how can we be telling our clients to do what we're not doing? So this incongruence that comes up from when we're not actually doing our own work, it becomes a limiting belief and it becomes a block in our own business. So that's one way that it's going to sort of hold you back. Another way is just being able to show up fully for your clients and being able to hold them regardless of what's going on in your world. If you're not, again, this word nurturing yourself, if you're not looking after your nervous system and building that capacity to be able to hold your clients, it's very easy to retreat when things aren't going so well in your personal world. And that's not a way that I want to be showing up for my clients. I want to know that they can count on me. I'm going to be there. I'm always going to be there to co-create and walk through them in their own journey rather than retreat because, hey, something's going on for her. So that's another one that we really need to focus on. This other thing that I think is so important is self-belief. So when we're not feeling confident, when we're not able to show up from a place of certainty, again, energetically, we just feel off. So if we're not able to do that, then our clients can see it, they can feel it, and they're not going to have the confidence in us to be able to support them um, along their own journey. So that's sort of another part of, of really doing that inner, inner work and that self-development as well. I so, so agree, especially, you know, one of the things I talk to my clients about before they go and create content or before they go and sell the thing, it's like, how can you get sold on yourself first? You know, what energy are you bringing to that space, you know? And sometimes the lack of confidence might come from not knowing how to do something technically. You know, it might be like, you know, I've seen someone create these amazing reels on Instagram and I really want to be able to do that, but I don't know how to do that. And so therefore I'm not going to share the thing. And it's like, actually, if we can just take a step back from that, don't let that kind of block stop you and hold you back from sharing your magic, right? We get so caught up sometimes, I think, in in that where actually we need to anchor back into that confidence of like, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I'm actually here to support people. Whether or not I need to jump on that trend, you talked about that before. Actually, the foundations here are being really confident and knowing, knowing my shit. I know my shit and I'm happy to, you know, show up and, and share it. Definitely. And people can sense that. They don't care if your reel doesn't look beautiful and shiny because we're, we're not content creators. We are all of these other different things. We're masters at our craft, not necessarily the tech side of things. That can be learned. That's a skill that can be learned. And if you go back to my early days on social media, and I'm sure you're probably the same, and it's not great. <laughs> my first reel was pretty bad and it's still not brilliant, but we grow and people can see that evolution in what we're doing. And, and that's really all that they're caring about. I mean, if they can go back and see that pinpoint in your timeline to go, hey, she did it look where she was back then and look where she is now. 
I can do it too. So it's just about showing up, being confident in your message, being confident in what it is that you do. That's the most important bit. And don't worry about the tech so much, just do it. I am jumping in real quick with an interruption to this episode to let you know how we can make magic together in 2023. If you want to be coached by me, the best way is inside the Spiritual Business Mistress Mind, my six-month mastermind for spiritual women who are ready to scale their businesses and grow to consistent 10K months while staying grounded in their values, spirituality, and purpose. If you are a spiritual business owner wanting to build an abundant and profitable business in 2023, then I'd absolutely love to support you. The next round kicks off in April and applications are now open. This is an intimate mastermind with lots of one-to-one support with me, so spaces are limited. To find out more and apply, head on over to betcazillo.com forward slash mistressmind. I am so looking forward to supporting you to build the business of your dreams in 2023. But for now, let's get back to the episode. And I really feel like that comes back to that idea of gentle business as well, almost like being gentle with yourself around some of that stuff. The business, the why, the values that we're, the message, the mission that we're here is so much bigger than the trend or the real looking perfect or you know whatever that this is over here that's just might be a distraction I suppose do you have any advice to people on how to navigate through some of that shiny stuff that might be distracting them yeah this is such a big one isn't it and I get my I get caught up in it too so it's it's really about coming back and anchoring into your own personal practice and funnily enough, I just went away on holidays with my family. And, and this is something that I let slip while I was away. And I noticed the difference. It was, it was only a week, but by not actually dropping into my daily practice, and I, and I don't have a defined practice, it really is quite intuitive around what I need at the time. It allows my power, <laughs> it essentially allowed my power to sort of scatter out into the ether. I felt as though I was not grounded. I was easily getting frustrated by things outside of me. My attention was getting drawn to places where it didn't necessarily need to go. And the funny thing is about this is I've come back, my nervous system feeling quite frazzled and I'm starting to calm that again. But it's I found myself getting caught up in these really sort of lower level emotions. And what I found through that is I was attracting a lot more of those negativities in my life. So bringing that back to how we can stop getting distracted by what's out there, it really is about anchoring into what your body needs. So it's about being embodied. It's what that looks like for each individual is going to be slightly different, whether it's have a practice that involves some sort of movement, dance, if that's your thing, certainly my thing, (laughs) or it's about meditation. It doesn't need to be long. It can be something like a a five, 10 minute meditation, just sort of sitting with yourself, sitting with your thoughts, having that space to yourself. It could be breath work. It could be any of these different practices that really sort of do bring you back into your own truth. And it's about focusing on your truth and not worrying about what's going on out there because when we do, like I mentioned, we're giving our power away. And what I'm noticing as a trend, particularly within social media and this the coaching space, is that we're moving beyond the tips and tricks and things like that. We really are moving into an era of leadership. And if you're not a leader and if you're not embodied and you're not able to go within, find your own truth and speak from that, then you're going to get left behind. So don't worry about what's going on out there. 
as best as you can. It can be difficult. Come back into yourself. Listen to your truth. Get really confident in in your own voice. If other people don't agree with your message, that's fine. Not everyone is going to like us. But it's about focusing on that inner work and getting really confident and feeling content with the fact that, hey, this is my truth. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to ignore what's out there. I'm going to do me. I love that. Speaking your truth, anchoring into that and almost creating that space to know what that is. Because I find with the amount of noise that's out there in the online space, it's almost like, okay, well, all of that's great, but it's easy to get lost in that. And so it's like carving out that time to be like, okay, what do I want to share today? What's the message that my people need to hear? What's going to support them? What's going to lead them in the direction that they desire to be led? Can we talk a little bit about leadership now? Let's talk about embodied leadership and and how you lead yourself as a spiritual business owner. I was just going to mention something on what you said there, and you made such a good point. And I think it comes back to the intention. So what are we, what's the intention behind the message that we want to put out to our community? And if we don't really anchor into what that is, then it becomes really difficult to get that across. So I love what you said there. And yeah, for me, my word of the year is actually intentionality. It's about doing things with intention, regardless of what that be. So if I want to sit down and scroll on social media, give myself permission to do that for a short period of time, do it without the guilt, but then come back. So that's my intention. But moving on to your question about embodied leadership and what does it look like to actually be a leader? This is my bread and butter. This is what I love so much. And it's really about becoming an authority on yourself because being an authority is energetic. It's about acting and being who you want to be. It's about like, we've got to do the soul work to do that. So how do we feel about ourselves? How do we see ourselves? It's about emitting that energetic frequency of who that individual is. And I mean, there's there's a big difference between someone appearing like a leader and then actually embodying that as well. And I think this is this is the point that I mentioned before. We're really going to start seeing this online as well. It's about being that fuller expression of yourself and really having that confidence to just say it all, be all of you, because there are people who are going to resonate with that. It's not going to be everyone, but your people are going to love it. They're going to follow you and they're your sort of ride or die kind of people. You don't want to be sitting there holding your tongue and hiding behind this sort of facade of who you think people want you to be. Been there, done that. It's not fun. You want to be yourself. And again, business is fun. This is all about being having fun and filling life with pleasure. This is this is all part of it. So it's about creating that vibe that you want to attract in your people. We want to be confident. <laughs> Come back to this confidence piece. And it's really about sort of working through all the conditioning that we've had throughout life. It's about working through our stories, our beliefs, or anything that is creating this lens that we look through that is not who we want to be or who we want to portray. So I think that's a large part of being a really embodied leader. Yeah, yeah, hugely. And again, comes back to that inner work and why that's so important because if you're A, not connected to who you are and and what you feel and what you believe and what your values are, then how are you going to A, show up in that authentic way because you don't know and you're not connected to that? And then B, 
doing that inner work to move through any of those blocks that are stopping you from sharing that authentically because I feel like they're two different things. It's like sometimes we know what we want to share but there's fear around what it might mean to step into that space and and start sharing in that real authentic way and allowing people to see you. A big part of that is being seen, right? That's right. It's feeling worthy to be seen in all of our glory, all of our mess. And we've sort of come through this phase of a bit of cancel culture and I think that's probably quietened a few people down. But I hope we're coming out the other side and people are ready just to own their voice, own all of it and really step into that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a powerful time. Do you have any practices or anything to support people to kind of identify what might be holding them back from doing that, trusting their inner authority and and sharing that? Yes, yeah. So there's a couple of quite simple ones that I like to do myself. And one of them is just catching myself when I have a thought. So asking myself, is that really true? Is this just a story that I'm telling myself or is there actually evidence to support that fact? So that's one of the things that I like to do. And then taking that a step further, it's about, okay, well, we've had this thought or we've uncovered something that sort of seems to be a little bit off for us. And then it's about moment to moment, how can we change that? So it's about being able to integrate that thought, that desire, that belief, whatever it might be. And how can we do something different moment to moment? So that's sort of one way that I like to shift and continue to sort of grow and expand what it is that I'm doing. It takes a little bit of practice and it takes a bit of trusting your gut. It's hard to trust your intuition in the beginning because we have been conditioned to just ignore it and listen to everyone outside of us, listen to the experts because they know you better than you. And this is what I love about the coaching space. It really brings us back to placing the power on our client because they know themselves best. They have this wisdom buried within them, but sometimes it just requires you to tease it out with the right questions. And when they have those aha moments, oh my gosh, it's just magic, absolute magic seeing them do that. I so agree. And it's just like, yes, or when, and I work with my clients in in a coaching and also somewhat of a consulting capacity Mm -hmm. where it'll be like, okay, well, what if we tried this, you know, or I was thinking we could try A, B, C or D. And I love it when they come back to me and they're like, that's just not aligning that bit. You know, I can't yeah. quite work out why that bit's not aligning, but can we talk about this a bit more? And then we'll dive into like, okay, well, if that's not feeling good, what is feeling good here? Or, you know, and you can kind of tease that out, which I just I love doing that. Is there anything else you would share with the listeners on this idea of gentle business, embodied leadership, any final words that you would share with them? I think it comes back to just feeling into your body and what feels good. So create that spaciousness to sit with it. And I'm I'm a big one when someone says, ask me a question or whatever it is, I'll say, I need to sit with that. And so it's about creating that space to just sit with any decisions, whatever it might be that's coming up, any new directions you want to go in and make sure it feels really good. Are there any places in your body Mm -hmm. it feels sticky or is it just feeling juicy and like ready to go? And if that's the case, then do that. Don't listen to anyone out there. Continue doing your daily practice. Get really good at trusting yourself, believing in your own innate wisdom because you know what's best for you and run your own race. Do your own thing. Ignore what's going out there. Be a leader of yourself first and your community will come along with you. Yes. Beautiful. What an incredible note to end this 
chat on. Thank you so much for joining me today. How can people find out more and work with you? Yeah, Instagram's the best place to connect with me. So my uh, handle, and I'm sure you'll pop this in the show notes, is at I am underscore Amanda Hunter. That's the best place to work with me. And I also have an incredible free gift as well. If any of your listeners would like to download that, it's a um, sacred CEO energetic activation. So the idea is it's something that you can listen to, to really just sort of upgrade your energy, step into your power a couple of minutes before you actually sit down to do your work for the day. And I know it's going to be amazing. So good. We'll make sure all of that is linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me back. It's been fun. 